Hello. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad that you're listening today. Merry Christmas. We can say it now. It's after Thanksgiving. If you are brand new to the show, I just want to say welcome. I am so glad that you're listening today. Don't forget to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have our kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I know that I still feel full from Thanksgiving. Do you? I, I, I'm so full. <laughs> I think this is a thing we say in the South, or it might just be my family, but whenever the food was really good and whenever we really enjoyed ourselves, we say, Woo, I'm full. Is that what do you guys say that? Or is that just my family? Or or is that a southern thing? I'd like to know. I I'm not sure. Well, I'm so excited because Thanksgiving means the beginning of lots of celebrations. And one thing that I have just been recently learning about is Hanukkah. Have you ever heard of Hanukkah before? I know I've never celebrated Hanukkah, but I've seen information about it. I've seen decorations at the store, and I've always been interested about what it means. And one of the things I just learned is that it begins on November the 28th this year. It goes for eight days, so it goes until December 6th, and we are going to learn about Hanukkah today from a very special guest who is a Jewish believer in Jesus, and she loves to teach other people about her Jewish culture. Her name is Michaela White. She is the executive director for the International Network of Children's Ministry, an overseas ministry that provides guidance for initiatives that inspire and equip the children's ministry community. For over a decade, she has had the privilege of serving in various aspects of the children's and family ministry community. Michaela is married to her very best friend and childhood sweetheart, Stephen, and they are having a blast raising two little boys. I am so excited to learn about Hanukkah, and I hope that you and your family will enjoy this conversation with Michaela White. Michaela White, I am so honored to have you on the Collide Kids podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be so much fun. First, I need to say Merry Christmas because we're allowed to say that now it's after Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And for you, I also get to say Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today, which I'm so excited to learn about Hanukkah. Uh, but before we do that, would you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Michaela White, and I'm born and raised in the Chicagoland area in the Midwest. And um, I'm married to Stephen. We met when we were 12 years old. Yep. And we've been married for uh, over 11 years now. We have two little boys. So Declan is eight years old, and Ezekiel, who we call Zeke, is five years old. And so um, enjoying getting to raise our family here. And then I also get to 
lead the International Network of Children's Ministry and have been serving the Children's and Family Ministry community for almost 15 years and super thankful to get to run alongside them. So that's, that's just a little bit about me. I love that. And that's how I know you from the uh, INCM ministries and all the things you're doing with them. And I've seen you post a lot of different things about Jewish culture and, and just recently started talking about Hanukkah. And I thought that would be so amazing to have this conversation on the podcast. But before we do that, because this is a podcast for kids, I always like to put my guests on the spot and ask them to share a joke. So what have you got for us today? You got a joke you want to share? Yes, I've got a good one. This is one that my oldest son loves, and I think it's hysterical. Okay. What do you call a boomerang that won't come back? I don't know. A stick. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You can throw it as much as you want. It's not not coming back. (laughs) That's good. Unless you have a dog, maybe then it would come back. Then it's fetch. So, <laughs> that's, yeah. oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I love that. That's a good uh, one. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So let's talk about Hanukkah. And first of all, share with us why you love sharing about Jewish culture and about Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing about me is that um, I am a Jewish believer in Jesus. So Um, I'm really thankful for the way that my ethnic and spiritual heritage has just influenced the way that I see what it looks like to journey with Jesus as the Messiah. So um, all of the feasts and festivals and Jewish culture and and, um, things that relate to the Jewish people are really important to me. Um, and you know, that's, that's our life. This is how we, how we are walking out discipleship in our own home is through those rich lenses. So getting to share about Hanukkah, um, in this season is really special because there's so many beautiful things about this holiday that I love to share with my friends and my family. Awesome. Well, (laughs) I'm excited to learn about this, this important holiday that a lot of people in this, in the world observe, right? Um, yes, I would say that um, the Jewish community and many who want to stand alongside the Jewish community do observe Hanukkah. Um, I think one of the things that's probably important to know about it right off the bat is that it's actually in the scope of the Jewish holidays considered one of our minor holidays. Oh, but I really? Think, yeah, but I think because it comes up alongside of um, the rest of the world celebration of Christmas, that it, it gets a little bit more, um, maybe recognition than our other feasts and festivals that we consider to be the high holy days or our major feasts. So, um, yeah, it, it is considered a minor holiday, but it has great importance. So we love, we love to celebrate it just as much as the others. That would make sense as to why we Mm -hmm. see so much of it. Cause along the holiday season, you know, there's just so many things that we're observing and why not celebrate more than one thing? You know, it's so fun to have lots of celebrations. So exactly. One of the things I love about the Bible is how much celebration and festivals are such an important part of the Bible. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what is so important Like, what is it that God considers so important about celebration? Uh, This is a great question. And I'm so glad that you asked it because I think that one of the things that um, we can describe the feasts and festivals as is what God calls them in Leviticus 23, which is the Hebrew word moed. 
and moed means appointed time. And so essentially what God did by setting up the feasts and festivals and calling them an appointed time is he was saying, I want to meet with you and I want to celebrate with you. And I want there to be specific times in your calendar that you set aside just for special time with me. And, and that, that's really what those appointed times are. And how important are holidays and, and right. birthdays to us, right? It, right? it creates a rhythm in our year, something that we can look forward to, um, things that can bring up memories for us. Memories are really important to God. And you see that all throughout scripture. And so these appointed times, these feasts and festivals are really beautiful rhythms that God set up with his people to meet with them, to remind them about who he is and his provision, to give them an opportunity to tell their children about him and how he cares for them, and to create those consistent memories of life with God. And so these feasts and festivals, you know, and and I also think that God loves to see us enjoy him. Mm -hmm. and enjoy what he's given to us. So there's so many things about the feasts and festivals that are beautiful, but I think the most beautiful thing is that God set the appointment and that it's because he wants to have that special time with his people. Yeah, that's such a good thing to think about God, that he loves it when we celebrate. Mm -hmm. He loves it when we remember Mm -hmm. and when we do that with other people, with with our close family and friends. That's so important. So let's talk about the history of Hanukkah. Where did it come from? We'll be right back after this. Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. Absolutely. Okay, so Hanukkah actually... Um, like if you if you put yourself into the story of the Jewish people, this is at a point in time that's actually really dark in their history. Um, they had uh, been in a time of we know that they had been in exile, and then they had experienced um, occupation from outside forces. Alexander the Great had conquered the Western world and. Now, um, the Jewish people were um, being occupied by a group called the Seleucids. They're like Syrian Syrian Greeks. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was basically happening during that time was the occupiers of of um, of Israel's territory were saying to them, unless you talk like us, act like us, live like us, and worship like us, you'll be killed. So it was a very bloody um, time as well. And this, that um, kind of 
um, requirement on the Jewish people, a term that people would use for that is assimilate. And so assimilate means that the Jewish people needed to become just the same as their occupiers if they were going to live. The problem with that is that the Jewish people lived by the Torah, the word of God, mm-hmm. and, and they did not want to worship idols. And they didn't want to follow the practices of those people that were in direct conflict with God's word. And so that created a, a infinite struggle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There was one for saying, worship our gods, do what we say, act like us, or die. And the Israelites saying, we're going to follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and do what his word says. And if they didn't, they were killed. Well, there was a, a group a family in Israel at the time named the Maccabees. And the Maccabees decided that enough was enough. And they were going to, um, with what they had, the little little army that they had, few weapons that they had, to go up against the massive army of the Syrian Greeks. And um, it was actually a long time of battles and hiding in the hills and battles and hiding in the hills and going back and forth. But a miracle happened and eventually um, Judah Maccabee led a revolt that um, brought that army to their knees and they fled. And um, the next thing that the Maccabees did after the um, the occupiers left was to um, restore the temple. So um, Antiochus, his army, the, the occupiers army, he had done things like sacrificed pigs on the altar. They had set up idols in the temple and um, ransacked it. And so the Maccabees cleansed the temple. Um, They restored it to what it needed to be. Um, But one of the things that is always lit in the temple is the menorah. Um, It's a blaze, a candlestick that has multiple arms on it. And the one in the temple was huge. Like you could see it from, you know, uh, outside of the temple blazing. And it was to reflect the, the um, Shekinah glory of God. So when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he went before them as a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud, right? Mm-hmm. And so the menorah represents that presence of God that's with his people. So it's very important that the menorah in the temple is lit because of what it represents. And um, we know based on what we see in the book of the Maccabees, which are um, uh, the, the writings of the Maccabees and their account of that period of time in history, that... Um, that the the lighting of this and the dedication of the temple, um, that that was something that they decided was going to be remembered every year. Hmm. So they established it with the whole 
assembly of Israel, the, um, the Jewish leadership at the time. That was, I think, 165 BC is when the Maccabees and the assembly of, of Israel said that every year at this time, the 25th day of Kislev, which is in the winter time, that we are going to have a feast of dedication. We're not going to take for granted the, the presence of God and his holy place. And so um, that was when it was instituted. And um, legend has it that there was enough oil, um, and this was later found in rabbinical writings. This wasn't in the book of the Maccabees. So rabbinical writings is when we have the oil lasting er, enough for one day, lasting for eight days. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's that's where that comes from is later on there was a rabbinical reflection on the feast of dedication that there was enough oil to last no more than one day and that it endured for eight days which is the exact period of time needed to make more of the sacred oil for the menorah so I know that I think what happens today with the Hanukkah story is the emphasis is really on like the miracle of the lights lasting that long. But the reality is the holiday is actually about the dedication of the temple. And honestly, the Jewish people's focus on not assimilating and bowing down to idols but focus on worshiping the one true God and standing for what was right, even in the face of death, thereby reflecting the light of the world to the world. And so I think that's the greater um, emphasis of Hanukkah that, that we should be highlighting. Um, the miracle is great, <laughs> yeah, but, but also not the main point of the holiday. That makes a lot of sense. And in my study of the Old Testament, the more and more I study about things about the temple, you know, at first when I, I think when I read Leviticus the first time or second or third time, you know, it's like, oh, there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of specifications about just how the temple is to be set up. But then as I've continued studying, I realized that, or I didn't realize, I think someone brought to my attention that the temple was a provision from God so that his people could have, could meet with him. And so it's such an important part of it. So that's, I'm so glad you explained it that way. Cause to think about that, like the temple is so important to the Jewish culture. And so for them to have that provision taken away, it was very important that they made that right again. So that's very interesting. Yes. Um, so what are the things that you do well, okay, let me ask this. So let me ask this question. Is Hanukkah in the Bible or was this after biblical times? It, so it is in the Bible. Hanukkah occurred during the apocryphal period. So this is, this is in between um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. That period of time is okay. Hanukkah took place. But Hanukkah does show up in the New Testament because Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Really? So yes. So John 10, we find Jesus in the temple during the feast of dedication, which I think is absolutely beautiful to think of the light of the world standing in front of one of those big blazing menorahs 
and celebrating his provision and presence with his people. Um, so yes, Hanukkah does show up in the Bible and Jesus is celebrating it with his community there. That is really cool. I had no idea. I thought it was something that came way later. So it was. And, mm-hmm. and how amazing, like you said, that the light of the mm-hmm. world, Jesus, was also celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing about Hanukkah? Like, what's your favorite part of the celebration? My favorite part is when we turn the lights off and we stand around the menorah and my boys and I light the candles together and just getting to be in those quiet moments and watching, watching the light and how it illuminates the room. And just, um, I think it, it, every year it gets more and more special to me um, to see it through their eyes but also just to remember together that the light of the world is with us. And just as we see the light, we're supposed to reflect that light in the world. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts. I think it's the most beautiful. I also really love the food during yeah. Hanukkah. <laughs> so, I think that would probably be mine too. A close, close second <laughs> to, to that moment. That's awesome. So tell us, uh, tell us about the food. What, okay. what do you love about the food? Yeah, so tr- so Hanukkah food has um, it traditionally um, it includes things that are cooked in oil as a nod to the oil that um, fuels the menorah. So there's things called um, sifkaniot, which is like a a jelly donut that's mm. absolutely amazing, um, and then latkes are or latka depending on which part of the country you come from um is is also a favorite and that's like a potato pancake so if you've ever had um maybe like hash brown if you think about hash brown but way better it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) so the yeah anything cooked in oil is so fried food this sounds like a really southern (laughs) holiday (laughs) Yes. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where um, I feel like I love getting to also explore how Jewish cultures around the world have incorporated. Because one of the things that's been fun to to study about is all the different kind of latkes that are out there um, and different expressions of Hanukkah foods based on maybe the the country that they're living in, in the diaspora. So there's a lot of fun um, things to explore. I would just go, go crazy. Google Hanukkah recipes and it'll be fried, fried and oil. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And that is such a great way to experience another culture is to eat the food. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that's such an amazing way. And it's, it's so good. You know, like whenever um, I go to another country, I always want to try the food that the locals, like, I don't want the, their American version of whatever I want. I want what they eat, you know, and it's such an amazing way to learn about culture. So that is, that is a good thing you could do for that. So tell us about what, how does your family do Hanukkah? How do you celebrate it with all eight days? What, what are the things that you set up to do? Yeah. Well, one of the things that's huge in, in Jewish culture is sharing our celebration with others. So we'll have family over one night and, you know, friends over another night and family back over another night and friends another night. 
um, because it's, it's meant to be shared. Um, there might be a couple where it's just us as kind of our nuclear family, but for the most part, it's shared with others and lots of fried foods, um, lots of singing. We play um, dreidel, which is like a, if you think of like a spinning top, and it has um, four different Hebrew letters on each side of it. Um, and then you, um, you use like these chocolate coins. Um, so each, each spin represents like you either put in a couple or you don't get any, or maybe someone gets all of them. And, you know, the game ends when someone wins, you know, all of the chocolate coins. And then we talk about sharing. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, good. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a, that's a fun game that we play. And the, the thing about dreidel that makes, it meaningful is that each of the letters on each side of the dreidel actually stand for a phrase. So um, it's a great miracle happened there. This is something you'll see happen a lot throughout Jewish holidays, feasts, and festivals. Any kind of traditional thing that has evolved has that kind of a, a meaning to it that allows parents to pass on to their kids the stories of their history and their heritage. So dreidel is a game, but built into that game is an opportunity to tell the story of Hanukkah. So, and you'll see that happen through many of the Jewish traditions is that whether it's a song or a game or a food, it always is telling the story. So dreidel... Oh, yeah, dreidel is the game that we use to tell the story of Hanukkah. And then, yeah, lots of singing, food, lighting the candles, um, and more food. And more food. <laughs> I more love food. this holiday. <laughs> Why am I not celebrating it? <laughs> Some people do give gifts on Hanukkah, um, and and that's um, that's more recent in history. It's not it's not a, a tradition that goes way back for gift giving. I'd say that's more recent and probably more American than um, the rest of the world. But um, so we'll maybe do small gifts on Hanukkah, but that's not typically what our family will end up doing. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, there's so many different things that, you know, different people, like you said, different people observe, you Mm -hmm. know, um, so, okay. So I know there's a dreidel song. Are there other yes. like typical Hanukkah songs that you guys sing? Yes, there is. So, um, there is one that, uh, the, the phrase is Mauser and it's basically a retelling of God's protective arm and deliverance of the Jews out of the hands of Antiochus. Um, so that's a song that we sing, um, Sivivan is um, a traditional Hanukkah song, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Um, That's a great one for, you know, kids that helps them to remember the story. So yeah, there's, there's several, um, but those I feel like are the most traditional ones. Okay. That's neat. You, now you also, you're a believer in Jesus. So do you also celebrate Christmas or do you not celebrate it? Yes, we do celebrate Christmas. I, um, I grew up celebrating both. My my father is actually a Jewish believer, and so he's the one who really pioneered for our family what it looked like to follow Jesus and to maintain our Jewish roots. 
And um, so Christmas and Hanukkah and the feasts and festivals have always been a part of my life. I think one of the things that's um, really special is getting to uh, observe both and think through, you know, the the deeper meaning of both of those holidays. Because even as Christmas can kind of get commercialized and be about things like Santa and, and all of that, which are fine. Um, even Hanukkah can get commercialized and be about, you know, um, more like the, the tradition of lighting the menorah than what it, the deeper meaning of what it represents. Yeah. What it means. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. So mm-hmm. what about people that are not Jewish? Can they celebrate Hanukkah? How, what are some ways that people that are non-Jewish can celebrate as well? Yes. I, um, I think one of the things that I love about these questions is because they're typically asked out of this spirit of, I don't want to appropriate or take over something that doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, just kind of asking, like, where, where can um, people who aren't Jewish participate in these types of things? And I'm, I am of the opinion, as a Jewish believer, that I think it's really beautiful when my friends who are not Jewish, um, explore and celebrate the beauty of Hanukkah with the Jewish people. And I think one of the reasons why that's really important to me is because your Savior celebrated Hanukkah, your king celebrated Hanukkah, the Messiah that you believe in celebrated Hanukkah. And so because of that, and as someone who wants to be his disciple, right, someone who wants to walk in his footsteps and do what he did and, you know, and live like he lived, then, then it would stand to reason that your celebration of Hanukkah would fall in line with that. And so I would really encourage my friends who believe in Jesus and are not Jewish to consider what it looks like to maybe take some steps towards celebrating Hanukkah and using it as an opportunity to, um, number one, stand with the Jewish people and let them let them know how much you love them and appreciate them and their presence in the world and their bravery to stand for what was right. Um, so that's, that's one thing that you can do in celebrating Hanukkah, but also thinking about the fact that Hanukkah means dedication, right? It's the dedication of the temple. Um, that's what, that's what we're really celebrating. And the new Testament tells us that we are God's temple. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we can take time during the season to really, um, strengthen ourselves and think about our temples and being a place where God's spirit can dwell in peace. And so I think emphasizing that and, and um, thinking about that as we maybe light a menorah together as a family, you know, I think that's something that would be beautiful for um, every family to do and, and to consider what it looks like for us to be prepared as a place for God's spirit to dwell in peace um, and to stand with the Jewish people in this season. Those, those are two things that I think um, make it absolutely something that families can do in this season without it feeling like 
you know, you're taking over something that's not yours. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I love the, you know, um, there's a lot of people that celebrate Christmas and they don't believe in what Christmas really stands for, but it's really, I think the, if they were to step back and to learn what some of the things mean or learn why we do certain things, one of my favorite things is the wreath, the Christmas wreath that we put on our doors. It was a representation of eternal life. So to see people who are not Christian put a representation of eternal life mm-hmm. on their door or on their, mm-hmm. their store establishment or whatever, it's just yeah. so cool. Like if they would just look into what that means, how amazing would that be? So exactly. as, we, as we look into um, what Hanukkah means and, and like you said, just making it about dedication, I think that's really mm-hmm. beautiful and something that mm-hmm. we can all learn more about. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing all of this. This is just an amazing wealth of knowledge that I'm so excited I get to learn about and share with my listeners today. Well, thank you for having me and for asking the questions. And I hope that um, it's encouraged the, the kids and families listening to consider what it looks like to embrace this season of dedication and light the lights and enjoy what it means to consider the fact that we are a place where God's spirit can dwell. Yeah. And to show respect and honor to the people that do celebrate this holiday. I think that's important too. Well, before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? Absolutely. Um, I, I say, I say it because, um, one of my, one of my favorite memories, um, with, the Jewish feasts and festivals were the times at my grandparents' house, and whether it was Passover or Sukkot or Hanukkah. But this particular memory is Hanukkah, and um, was playing dreidel with my grandfather, and um, he beat my brother at dreidel, and then <laughs> I beat Grandpa. I I know now Grandpa let me win. Oh, okay. <laughs> But it was just, it was just walking away from that Hanukkah, knowing that my brother couldn't beat grandpa, but I did. And that felt, (laughs) that felt felt so good. That's, that's one of my favorite memories from Hanukkah with grandpa is just the laughter and the fun and getting to, getting to enjoy life with them. So that's amazing. And get, apparently getting all the chocolate coins, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a conversation on the way home about sharing. About sharing. Okay. <laughs> Let's see every parent in every culture is going to talk to their exactly. kids about sharing. I love that. 100%. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us and for being on the show today. It was great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Okay, how cool was it to learn that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah? I had no idea. I love this conversation and learning so much about Hanukkah helps me to understand and honor other people that celebrate these holidays. I love when she was talking about the feasts and festivals in the Bible, how it was something that is important to God. It creates a rhythm in our lives to have time to reflect, to celebrate, and to tell stories of who God is. But the best part is to learn that God set the appointment. He desires for us to celebrate 
celebrate and be together. Isn't that cool? And I love when she was talking about the decoration or symbol of Hanukkah that we see emphasized a lot is the menorah, which represents this miracle of the oil and how it stayed lit. But it was actually a representation of the presence of God. And the focus of this holiday really is about the dedication of the temple and the Jewish people standing up for what was right and worshiping the one true God. And I love that she shared that food was such an important part of this holiday. In fact, she was sharing that one of her favorite recipes is called latkes. And that recipe is available on my social media. So if you go to my Instagram or Facebook, you can find that recipe. And how fun would that be to make these together with your family and learn more about Hanukkah together? What a beautiful holiday. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So check this out. Hi, I'm Vince. And here's my joke. Why do pilgrims pants keep falling down? Because their belt buckles are on their heads. (laughs) Thank you, Vance. That's awesome. Well, I would love to hear your favorite Bible verse or maybe a joke that you love, or if there's an encouraging quote that you would like to share, you can find all the information about how to send that to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. Would you like to support the podcast? Here are a few ways you can do that. First, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and leave a rating and a review. When you do that, it gives shows like mine a boost in the podcast app and then more people get to hear about it. You can also share the episode with friends and family and tell them why you and your family like to listen. Or you can go to my website, thecollidekidspodcast.com and click the link that says buy me a coffee. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, you guys, I hope you have learned more ways to celebrate this season and more ways to honor other cultures. I think that's so important. If you know someone that celebrates the Jewish holidays, be sure to wish them a happy Hanukkah between November 28th and December 6th. Speaking of celebrations, I'm so excited about next week as we start to learn about Advent, which is another way that we can celebrate during this season. So let's keep the celebrations going, okay? Be sure to tune in next week to hear my conversation with Sarah Dahl about Advent. That's our show for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, and for learning together with me. In case no one has told you today, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Happy Hanukkah!